0: The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is
1: made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate
2: icon at www.relevantradio.com. It's great to have Friday's TGIF. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on Friday, February twenty fifth, two 2022, Friday of the 7th week in Ordinary Time in the Missal, it's Liturgical Year C, Cycle 2, and Friday is a day to pray the Sorrowful Mysteries of the Rosary. Our saint today is St. Walbergia. Born in Devonshire, England, around 710, the daughter of a West Saxon chieftain and the sister of St. Willibald in Winibald. Walburga was educated at Wimborne Monastery in Dorset where she became a nun in 748, she was sent with St. Leoba to Germany to help St. Boniface in his missionary work. She spent two years at Bishop Scheim, after which she became abbess of the double monastery at Heidenheim, founded by her brother Winibald. At the death of Winibald, St. Walburga was appointed abbess of both monasteries. She remained superior of both men and women until her death in 779. St. Walbergia, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My God, I adore you and I love you with all my heart. I thank you for having created me, made me a Christian and preserved me this night. I offer you the actions of this day. Grant that all of them may be in accordance with your holy will and for your greater glory. Protect me from sin and from all evil let your grace be always with me and with all my dear ones amen and along with pope francis we pray for religious sisters and consecrated women thanking them for their mission and their courage may they continue to find new responses to the challenges of our times 10 minutes with jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a catholic priest Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus.
3: My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Well, today's Gospel is one of the most powerful, memorable, and decisive teachings of Jesus on the nature of marriage. It came as a result of a direct question from the Pharisees about whether or not it was licit to divorce one's wife. Well, they knew the practice, and they knew what Moses said, that Moses allowed for a bill of divorce, but I think they had their doubts, and their consciences vaguely understood that something here About that bill of divorce was not right. So they they simply tried to test Jesus. And then came that famous response. Because, he said, of the hardness of your hearts, he wrote this commandment. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. And for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together in the statement, Lord, you reaffirm the indissolubility of marriage. This was not a change in the doctrine of Moses, strictly speaking. Moses, you could say, felt constrained to allow for a bill of divorce, perhaps, because if he did not allow for this, maybe worse things would have happened to women. Hard heart, well, it means being very rigid, not malleable, and not being ready to comply or to accept, really, with a difficult teaching. A hard heart is just not open to change, is not open to tenderness, or, above all, to the demands of love. And indeed, love does have demands, but it is something so beautiful, and as a result, it lasts for your whole life. Perhaps that's why in the beautiful post-Synodal Exhortation, by Pope Francis, Amoris Laetitia, he lists there all the key demands of love, as seen in St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians, chapter 13. And there he lists them and he gives a beautiful commentary on each of these demands, like love is patient, love is at the service of others, it is not jealous, not boastful, not rude, rather it is generous, it is not irritable, not resentful, love is always forgiving, It rejoices with others, it bears all things, it believes all things, it hopes all things, and endures all things. Indeed, this is such a beautiful passage from St. Paul that people often use this passage uh, as the reading in their wedding. And I often get couples to read this over in the first years of their marriage, even, even after many years, to read it over to see if those qualities are still there, present in their marriage. And sometimes when you know, the couple choose a relative or somebody, you know, a friend to, to read that reading in the marriage, in the Mass, I often try to speak to that person and say, okay, now, read it slow with a paused voice. Make sure everybody picks up on the weight of those words. And you're not just saying love is love. and You're outlining all the demands and the beautiful characteristics of what real love is. And they're often very moved just by reading it. So, That's why Pope Francis then quotes St. Thomas Aquinas, who describes marriage as the greatest form of friendship. It is a union possessing all the traits of a good friendship, concern for the good of other, reciprocity, intimacy, warmth, stability, and the resemblance born of a shared life. Marriage joins to all this an indissoluble exclusivity expressed in the stable commitment to share and to shape together your whole life. Mm-hmm. This is the, the beauty you know, for your whole life. Mm-hmm. And you know, often when people um, are explained about the vows, you know, the vows that they will make when they get married, you know, that... The vow is, I promise to be true to you in good times and bad times, in sickness and in health. And I will love you and honor you all the days of my life. So they're invited to say that during the marriage ceremony. But they can also be asked the same question. And all they have to do is say, I do. You know, and it's the same thing. But often, when they have to say the whole vow, that short formula, which is, they say it with such emotion, such a deep conviction of its significance and the weight and power of those words that they practically break down. You know? So so maybe it's easier sometimes. They just say, I do, because you know, emotion takes over sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right? And this this beautiful expression of love means that love is not meant to fade ever. And couples understand this. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes we have to explain to couples that, well, when they come to get prepared for marriage, they're very excited. And and we have to explain, well, you know, your excitement may fade, but their love will always go on. And it can stay vibrant if they renew it and recharge their batteries regularly. You know, they say there's the seven-year dry spot. It's kind of like on a dashboard of your car. You have all kinds of indicators, On your dashboard warning lights of all kinds you know temperature warning oil pressure low brakes battery warning seat belt uh, tire pressure low washer fluid all kinds of things like that right but if there's one symbol that you really have to look for or look out for is the low fuel indicator which in my car at least flashes yellow and it's clear you have to pull over and refuel when you see that yellow flash light and in fact, in my car, I even have a symbol, a coffee cup that appears suggesting, um, maybe you should take a break. And uh, it even says that, maybe you should take a break. You've been driving for a long time. And, uh, and that's usually what I do. I take a break, I pull over and actually refuel. But so it can happen that the initial enthusiasm of, couple, of a couple can begin to wane especially after doing quite a few kilometers on the road and through rugged terrain, so to speak. That rugged terrain that couples and families face in marriage is what? Well, Pope Francis says that it is the culture of the ephemeral that prevents a constant process of growth. The culture of the ephemeral. So when you pull over, he says, you look at the bigger picture. You look at where the GPS on your phone is really taking you. Maybe you've plugged in the the wrong coordinates or you haven't plugged in the right address as to where you're going. And so Pope Francis says that this is the moment to plan bigger than our own ideas and undertakings. A plan which sustains us, enables us to surrender our future entirely to the one we love. That's that's a that's a beautiful thing there to surrender our future entirely to the one we love. Lord Jesus, I pray now for all marriages, for all those beautiful friendships that you want to strengthen now, and to invigorate with your grace. You said that Moses permitted the build of divorce not because the God wanted it, but because of the hardness of men's hearts. So, what are the characteristics of a hard heart? Well, the scripture says that it's lack of ability to perceive, to remember, or to grasp anything that's really coming from God. But maybe we miss those warning signs in our in our life when they, especially when they slither into our marriage, and if we miss those warning signs. That's a problem. That would we'll be like driving and never noticing that we have a, a low fuel indicator. The light is telling you you have low fuel. Maybe it seems obvious to us. That the fuel gauge is low but did you really notice all the signs on your dashboard the dashboard in your marriage well one indication is joy eh? joy saint thomas aquinas said that the word joy refers to the expansion of the heart eh? Maybe we thought our heart was just this big and uh, I can't really, can't really stretch further than that. I've got enough compartments. I'm done. You know, I can't really grow now. Well, that's maybe we have a hard heart, but Francis, Pope Francis, he says marital joy can be experienced amid sorrow. It involves accepting that marriage is an inevitable mixture of enjoyment and struggle. Tensions and repose Pain and relief Satisfactions and longings Annoyances and pleasures But always, always, he says On the path of friendship Which inspires married couples to care for one another They help serve each other And a lot of that is done through this tenderness That the Pope often speaks about eh? Tenderness is a sign of love and being free of that selfish possessiveness. In fact, in a TED talk in Vancouver, the Pope said that we are looking for a revolution of tenderness. Well, I ask you, Lord, grab me that revolution so that I can really transform this beautiful covenant that you have given to me. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for
2: me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 past the hour. We'll pray in just a minute on Daybreak. Daybreak. It's Friday of the seventh week in Ordinary Time, February 25th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Time to pray. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings.
4: Lord, open my lips. And
2: and my my mouth mouth will proclaim proclaim your your praise.
1: praise.
5: Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end.
4: Come,
5: let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, Come, let let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without
4: end. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth, And the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him. The dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come,
5: Come, let us give give thanks thanks to to the Lord, For God's great love is without without end. Come then, let us bow down and worship. Bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God and we are his people. The flock he shepherds. Come, Come, let us us give thanks to the Lord. For God's great love is without end.
4: end. Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness, when at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, Come, let let us give thanks thanks to the
5: Lord, for God's great love is without end. Forty years I endured that generation, I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, Come let, us, let give us give thanks to the Lord, the Lord for that great love is without, is without end.
4: Glory to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit,
5: as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end.
0: I am worn out with crying, with longing for my God.
6: I I am worn worn out out with with crying. crying, with With longing longing for for my God. God.
0: Save me, O God, for the waters have risen to my neck. I have sunk into the mud of the deep and there is no foothold. I have entered the waters of the deep and the waves overwhelm me. I am wearied with all my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes are wasted away from looking for my God. More numerous than the hairs on my head are those who hate me without cause. Those who attack me with lies are too much for my strength. How can I restore what I have never stolen? O God, you know my sinful folly. My sins you can see. Let those who hope in you not be put to shame through me. Lord of hosts, let not those who seek you Be dismayed through me, God of Israel. It is for you that I suffer taunts, that shame covers my face, that I have become a stranger to my brothers, an alien to my own mother's sons. I burn with zeal for your house, and taunts against you fall on me. When I afflict my soul with fasting, they make it a taunt against me. When I put on sackcloth in the morning, then they make me a byword, the gossip of men at the gates, the subject of drunkards' songs. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is, is now, now and, and will be forever. Amen.
3: I am worn out with crying, with longing for my God.
1: I needed. Food and they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst and they gave me vinegar. I needed food and they, and they gave me gall.
6: I was parched with thirst and they gave, they gave me vinegar.
1: This is my prayer to you, my prayer for your favor. In your great love, answer me, O God, with your help that never fails. Rescue me from sinking in the mud. Save me from my foes. Save me from the waters of the deep, lest the waves overwhelm me. Do not let the deep engulf me, nor death close its mouth on me. Lord, answer, for your love is kind. In your compassion, turn towards me. Do not hide your face from your servant. Answer quickly, for I am in distress. Come close to my soul and redeem me, ransom me pressed by my foes. You know how they taunt and deride me. My oppressors are all before you. Taunts have broken my heart. I have reached the end of my strength. I looked in vain for compassion, for counselors. Not one could I find. For food, they gave me poison. In my thirst, they gave me vinegar to drink. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, is is now, now, and 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 will be forever. Amen. I needed food, and they gave me gall. I I was parched parched with thirst, and they they gave me vinegar.
6: Seek the Lord, and you will live. Seek the Lord, and you will live. live. As for me, in my poverty and pain, let your help, O God, lift me up. I will praise God's name with a song. I will glorify Him with thanksgiving, a gift pleasing God more than oxen, more than beasts prepared for sacrifice. The poor, when they see it, will be glad, and God-seeking hearts will revive. For the Lord listens to the needy and does not spurn His servants in their chains. Let the heavens and the earth give Him praise, the sea and all its living creatures. For God will bring help to Zion and rebuild the cities of Judah, and men shall dwell there in possession. The sons of his servants shall inherit it. Those who love his name shall dwell there. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
0: As it was in the beginning, is
6: now, and will be forever. Amen.
7: Let us pray. God, our Father, To show the way of salvation, you chose that the standard of the cross should go before us, and you fulfilled the ancient prophecies in Christ's Passover from death to life. Do not let us rouse your burning indignation by sin, but rather through the contemplation of his wounds. Make us burn with zeal for the honor of your church and with grateful love for you.
1: Seek the Lord and you you will live. live. The Lord will teach us his ways and we will follow in his footsteps. From the book of Ecclesiastes. He who keeps the commandment experiences no evil and the wise man's heart knows times and judgments for there is a time and a judgment for everything. Yet it is a great affliction for man that he is ignorant of what is to come or who will make known to him how it will be. There is no man who is master of the breath of life so as to retain it, and none has mastery of the day of death. There is no exemption from the struggle, nor are the wicked saved by their wickedness. All these things I considered and I applied my mind to every work that is done under the sun, while one man tyrannizes over another to his hurt. Meanwhile, I saw wicked men approach and enter, And as they left the sacred place, they were praised in the city for what they had done. This also is vanity, because the sentence against evildoers is not promptly executed. Therefore, the hearts of men are filled with the desire to commit evil, because the sinner does evil a hundred times and survives. Though indeed I know that it shall be well with those who fear God for their reverence toward him, and that it shall not be well with with the wicked man, and he shall not prolong his shadowy days for his lack of reverence toward God. There is a vanity which occurs on earth. There are just men treated as though they had done evil, and wicked men treated as though they had done justly. This too, I say, is vanity. Therefore, I commend mirth, because there is nothing good for men under the sun except eating and drinking and mirth. For this is the accompaniment of his toil during the limited days of the life which God gives him under the sun. When I applied my heart to know wisdom and to observe what is done on earth, I recognized that man is unable to find out all God's works that is done under the sun, even though neither by day nor by night nor by his eyes find rest in sleep. However much man toils in searching, he does not find it out. And even if the wise man says that he knows, he is unable to find it out. All this I have kept in mind and recognized. The just, the wise, and their deeds are in the hand of God. Love from hatred, man cannot tell. Both appear equally vain in that there is the same lot for all for the just and the wicked, for the good and the bad, for the clean and the unclean, for him who offers sacrifice and him who does not. As it is for the good man, so it is for the sinner. As it is for him who swears rashly, so it is for him who fears an oath. Among all the things that happen under the sun, this is the worst, that things turn out the same for all. Hence the minds of men are filled with evil and madness is in their hearts during their life and afterward they go to the dead. Indeed, for any among the living there is hope. A live dog is better off than a dead lion. For the living know that they are to die, but the dead no longer know anything. There is no further recompense for them because all memory of them is lost. For them, love and hatred and rivalry have long since perished; They will never again have part in anything that is done under the sun. Go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart because it is now that God favors your work. At all times, let your garments be white and spare not the perfume for your head. Enjoy life with the wife whom you love all the days of the fleeting life that is granted you under the sun. This is your lot in life. For the toil of your labors under the sun. Anything you can turn your hand to, do with what power you have, for there will be no work, nor reason, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the netherworld where you are going. No eye has seen, no ear heard, nor the heart of man conceived, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through his Spirit who searches everything, even the depths of God. Man stands bewildered before the mystery of all God's work. These things God has revealed to us through his Spirit, who searches everything, even the depths of God. From a commentary on Ecclesiastes by St. Gregory of Argrigentum, Bishop. Come eat your bread in... Gladness, and drink your wine with a cheerful heart, for your works have been pleasing to God. If we would interpret this text in its obvious and ordinary sense, it would be correct to call it a righteous exhortation in which Ecclesiastes counsels us to embrace a simple way of life and to be led by doctrines which involve a genuine faith in God. Then we may eat our bread in gladness and drink our wine with a cheerful heart. We will not fall into slander of speech, nor be involved in anything devious. Rather, we should think that which is right, and insofar as we can, we should help the poor and destitute with mercy and generosity, truly dedicated to those pursuits and good deeds which please God. But a spiritual interpretation of the text leads to a loftier meaning and teaches us to take this as the heavenly and mystical bread which has come down from heaven bringing life to the world and to drink a spiritual wine with a cheerful heart, that wine which flowed from the side of the true vine at the moment of his saving passion. Of this the gospel of salvation says, When Jesus had taken bread and blessed it, he said to his holy disciples and apostles, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you for the forgiveness of sins. And in like manner, He took the cup and said, All of you, drink of this. This is my blood of the new covenant, which will be shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. For whoever eats this bread and drinks this mystical wine enjoys true happiness and rejoices, exclaiming, You have put gladness into my heart. Indeed, I think this is the bread and this is the wine that is referred to in the book of Proverbs by God's subsistent wisdom, Christ our Savior saying, Come, eat my bread and drink the wine I have mixed for you, hereby referring to our mystical sharing in the word. For those worthy to receive this are ever clothed in the works of light, which shine like a bright light, as the Lord says in the gospel, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. And indeed, oil appears to flow continually over their heads, the oil that is the spirit of truth, guarding and preserving them from all harm of sin. The Lord is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart exults and my spirit rejoices. The Lord is my inheritance and my cup.
3: Therefore, my heart exalts
7: and my spirit rejoices.
0: Let us pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that, always pondering spiritual things, we may carry out in both word and deed that which is pleasing to you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, Who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the holy spirit god forever and ever
2: 23 minutes before the hour we'll check out today's gospel in just a few minutes this is daybreak on relevant radio and the relevant radio app It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Friday, February 25th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Pharisees are always trying to test the Lord. But this time he uses it as an opportunity to teach about marriage. From the 10th chapter of the Gospel of Mark, Jesus left there
0: and went to the region of Judea and beyond the Jordan, and crowds gathered to him again. And again, as his custom was, he taught them.
7: Pharisees came up and, in order to
5: test him, asked, Is it lawful
3: for a man to divorce his wife? What did Moses command you? Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of divorce and to put her away. For your hardness of heart He wrote you this commandment.
7: But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. The two shall become one. So they are no longer two, but one. What therefore God has joined together, let not man put asunder. In the house, the disciples asked him again about this matter, and he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another,
3: she commits adultery.
2: This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, Daily and Sunday Mass Readings, are on the relevant radio app. Well, the prevailing attitude toward marriage then as now was not particularly good. But Jesus didn't worry about hurting feelings when he taught about marriage, nor should we. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3 Ordinary Time. When our Lord explained the meaning of marriage, he was not swayed by the fact that the attitude existing among the Jewish people at the time was totally contrary to his teachings. Nor can the Christian afford to be deflected in this matter by the difficulties and even by the derision occasioned in our social environment when he or she must uphold the values and the holiness of marriage. To defend the indissolubility of marriage is to do an immense good to all, to the whole of society. Jesus went against the current of those times with his teaching concerning the institution of marriage. He returned it to its original dignity and raised it moreover to the supernatural order by establishing it as one of the seven sacraments which serves to sanctify spouses and family life. In our own times, the worth and essential properties of marriage are under attack, even ridiculed by bitter satire in many quarters. It is the duty of Christians to defend this sacrament as Christ did in his day and to rebuild the social foundations so that the family, united and solid, becomes again the backbone of society as it is meant to. The family must be the object of serious attention and support on the part of everyone who has a hand in public life. Educators, writers, politicians, and legislators must keep in mind that a great part of social and even personal problems has its roots in the failure or the collapse of family life. To fight against juvenile delinquency or against the prostitution of women, and at the same time to favor the discrediting or deterioration of the institution of the family, is both senseless and contradictory. The good of the family, and all of its aspects, has to be one of the fundamental concerns of the Christian's activity in public life. In all the different areas of social activity, matrimony and the family must be supported and fostered by economic, social, educational, political, and cultural means, with all the help that is necessary and urgent if we are to continue developing our society's basic functions. It must be understood, however, that the role of families in social and political life cannot be merely passive. They themselves must be the first to take steps to see that the laws and institutions of the state do not offend, but support and positively defend the rights and duties of the family. In this way, true family politics will be promoted. The example and joy of Christian spouses have to pave the way for the apostolate they must do with their children and with the other families they come in contact with through friendship, social relations, joint tasks in the education of their children, and so forth. This cheerfulness in the middle of the normal difficulties commonly experienced by any family is born of the serious attempt to live a holy life and of corresponding with the graces of the matrimonial vocation. Then the children will follow their own vocations and go on to do great good to society in a way that pleases God, themselves in turn using all the means available to them to maintain the atmosphere of a Christian family, an atmosphere in which everyone lives the human and supernatural virtues, cheerfulness, cordiality, sobriety, industriousness, mutual respect and so on. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fourteen minutes before the hour, we pray with the whole church. We're led by our friends at divineoffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance.
0: Lord, make haste to help me.
7: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit.
6: As it was was in the the beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be
0: forever.
1: forever.
7: Amen. Alleluia.
0: You alone I have grieved by my sin. Have pity on me, O Lord.
7: You alone I have grieved by my sin. Have have pity on on me,
0: me, O O Lord. Lord. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O, oh, wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin.
1: My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done.
0: That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born. A sinner was I conceived.
1: Indeed you love truth in the heart, then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow.
0: Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face and blot out all my guilt.
1: A pure heart create for me, O God. Put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit.
0: Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you.
1: O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall wring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise.
0: For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice... A contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart you will not spurn.
1: In your goodness, show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar.
0: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit,
3: as As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever.
0: Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit and heal our troubled conscience so that in joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations.
7: You You alone alone I have grieved by my sin. sin. Have Have pity pity on on me, O Lord.
0: Lord. Truly we know our offenses, Lord, for we have sinned against you. Truly Truly we know know our our offenses, Lord, for, For we, we have, have sinned, sinned against, against you.
6: you.
1: Let my eyes stream with tears day and night without rest over the great destruction which overwhelms the virgin daughter of my people over her incurable wound.
0: If I walk out into the field, look, though slain by the sword. If I enter the city, look, look, those consumed by hunger. Even the prophet and the priest forage in a land they know not.
1: Have you cast Judah off completely? Is Zion loathsome to you? Why have you struck us a blow that cannot be healed? We wait for peace
0: to no avail a time of healing, but terror comes instead. We recognize, O Lord, our wickedness, the guilt of our fathers, that we have sinned against you.
1: For your name's sake, spurn us not, disgrace us, not the throne of your glory. Remember your covenant with us, and break it not.
0: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
1: As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and
0: and
7: will be be forever. Amen.
1: Truly
7: we know our offenses, Lord,
6: for For we we have have sinned sinned against against you.
1: The Lord is God, we are his people, the flock he shepherds. The Lord, the Lord is God. Is God. We, we are, are His, His people, people the, the flock, flock He, he shepherds.
6: shepherds. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him, singing for joy.
1: Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us. We belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep of His flock.
6: Go within His gates, giving thanks. Enter His courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to Him and bless His name.
1: Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal His merciful love. He is faithful from age to age.
6: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit,
0: as As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and
6: and will will be forever. forever. Amen.
1: With joy and gladness, we cry out to you, Lord, and ask you, open our hearts to sing your praises and announce your goodness and truth.
7: Let us pray. God, devoted to us as a father, you created us as a sign of your power and elected us your people to show your goodness. Accept the thanks your children offer that all men may enter your courts, praising you in song. The The Lord Lord is God, God. we We are are his His people, the The flock flock he shepherds.
6: A reading from the second letter to the Corinthians. I willingly boast of my weakness, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I am content with weakness, with mistreatment, with distress, with persecutions and difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am powerless, it is then that I am strong. The word of the Lord.
5: Thanks Thanks be be
6: to God. God. At daybreak, be merciful to me.
1: At At daybreak, be merciful merciful to to me. me.
6: Make known to me the path I must walk.
1: Be Be merciful merciful to me. me.
6: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
1: At daybreak, Daybreak, be be merciful merciful to to me.
7: The Lord has come to his people and set them free.
6: Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised
0: up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant
6: David.
7: Raising our eyes to Christ, who was born and died and rose again for his people, let us cry out, Save those you have redeemed by your blood, Lord.
6: Save Save those you have have redeemed redeemed by your your blood, Lord.
7: Blessed are you, Jesus, Redeemer of mankind. You did not hesitate to undergo your passion and death.
6: To redeem us by your precious blood.
7: Save those those you have redeemed redeemed by your blood, Lord. Lord. You promised that you would provide living water, the fountain of eternal life.
6: Pour forth your Spirit upon all men. Save those those you have have redeemed redeemed by your blood, blood, Lord.
7: You send disciples to preach the gospel to all nations.
6: Help them to extend the victory of your cross. Save Save those you have have redeemed redeemed by your blood, blood, Lord.
7: You have given the sick and the suffering a share in your cross.
6: Give them patience and strength. Save, Save those who you have redeemed, redeemed by your blood, Lord.
7: Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer.
4: Our Father, who
6: art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is, as it is in heaven. heaven. Give us this
0: day our daily bread, and forgive forgive us our our trespasses, trespasses, as as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation,
6: but deliver us from evil.
7: Father, all-powerful, let your radiance dawn in our lives, that we may walk in the light of your law, with you as our leader.
2: Morning air next, Patrick Madrid. A bit later on, I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. Go out, make it a great day and a great weekend and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of divineoffice.org. Readings
7: from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group.